Hello, I'm Derek Ray, and you're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. I'm Craig, and I'm joined again by Laurie, our co-host. Hello, Craig. Uh, <clears throat> nice to be on again. I'm just going to start off to just apologise in advance as my my voice is a, a bit broken today. After um, a wee sing-song or two in the pub following the Hearts-Aberdeen match uh, yesterday afternoon. And uh, I was just going to mention, actually, before we get into the the serious stuff, where the, the singing came from and it happened to be uh, we were just sitting having a drink and a, a fellow who'd had a couple of uh, jars this afternoon um, came over and started chatting to us I can't remember what it was about either nonsensical things and uh, he just reminded me of someone I, I, I just his face looked familiar and I just turned out I mate at one point went do you know who that looks like that looks like Jockey Scott and um, I may burst out laughing and uh, someone else uh, heard as well or He's like, it's right, eh? it looks like Jockey Scott. The guy didn't have a clue who we were talking about. So I looked up a bit, picture of Jockey Scott on my phone and showed them, and everyone saw it. So the the, the one Jockey Scott chant um, was ringing around the pub, which was a, an odd thing to hear, um, considering who Jockey Scott was. He was in a in a hearts-oriented pub after hearts beat Aberdeen that we were singing the name of uh, former Dundee manager. But there you go. But it got me thinking um, about lookalikes, so I think uh, what I'm going to do just now, uh, I'm going to post a wee thread on the forum, just uh, getting some lookalikes. If Scottish football related is better, but you know we'll we'll, we'll be open to any. So I, I, it sounds good. It sounds a good plan. So yeah, if if you want to, if you're listening and you've got a few ideas, and get over to the forum, um, ScottishFootballForums.co.uk, and hit forum. If you're already a member, then you'll know the drill. If not, it's free to sign up, so get over there. Or if you'd like, you can also contribute via the Facebook page. Just search for Scottish Football Forums and hit like. Or um, on Twitter as well, follow us, which is just at SFootballForums. So just throw that one out there, something a bit lighthearted. And what we'll do is next week, we'll have a look through some of them, some of the best ones. Hopefully, we'll have a few good contributions. Laurie, you mentioned last night that you were drinking. Do you think that, looking back, do you think this was just simply a mature gentleman with a moustache <laughs> <laughs> and looked nothing like him and you just I'll took it? i see him again I'll think, why did I think he looked like Jockey Scott? It, it was just the moustache. But at the time, when I looked the picture up, we did think it was quite a striking resemblance. And... Uh, and I showed him the picture, and it looked like, you know, I think he thought he was looking in his reflection in my iPhone. <laughs> you know, so I, I, I still maintain there was a good resemblance between the two, but the moustache definitely helped. <laughs> See, you should have got a picture. That would have, that would have made this story if you'd got I a picture of him. I should actually look at my iPhone because, you know, I was, I'd had a few drinks, so it wouldn't surprise me if I took a picture of him. Nah, I didn't, unfortunately. No. Oh. I didn't. Re- I didn't realise I was that drunk until I um, opened my football manager game today, and I'd uh, 
<laughs> I'd won the league last night and forgotten about it. So there you go. It's never, <laughs> never a good idea to turn the computer on when you're drunk, especially not if you're going near Facebook or whatever. Don't FM and drink, no, it's not a good idea. At least I won the league, it could have been worse, I could have screwed everything up. So, yeah. Soldier players, yeah. Aye. So in, in today's podcast, I thought we'd do our usual, we'd have a quick look at the SPL games. And with the Europa League coming up during the week, take a quick look at Rangers, Celtic and Hearts and, and attempt to make predictions on how they're going to get on and also preview the, the weekend's SPL games. Yep, so we're going to have a look back to see how badly we predicted <laughs> the, the games over the weekend. Well, I think I think you're saying that because I think you you just you know that I'm going to start with the the Saturday lunchtime game, which is Rangers against Inverness, which finished two 0 And if I check my records, it looks as if that you had two 0 in your predictor. Yep, I think is that po- is that possibly the first game that I've got exactly? Oh no, I got the Motherwell game the first game of the season exactly right. I think that's possibly only the second game so far this season that I've got the score exactly bang on. So. Yeah, I was quite chuffed at that. I went for four nil, so I got I got one point in the the SFF predictor. Scott went for two one to Rangers, so again he gets one point. So what did you think of the game then? I, I, I presume you would have watched it all. I was otherwise uh, busy. Yeah, warming up for the that was the the warm up for the Hearts game, so I I didn't see the game. Yeah, I, th- I thought Rangers were pretty good. Unfortunately, a lot of the chat post-game was about the referee and and the, the handball incidents, really. In the first half, there was three handball incidents. Two of them would have led to a single penalty, but uh, none of them were given. There was two penalties in the second half, and really the chat revolved around the referee, which is a shame. Yeah, I saw the highlights. Um I think handballs are given far too much sometimes. I get if you put your hand out and it blocks something or you put your hand in a... What does they say? If it's your hand's in an unnatural position. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, yeah. what's what's an unnatural... It depends what you're doing. It's like, unnatural is have your hands by your side. <laughs> straight. You know, your arms are going to move around when you're yeah. running. Yeah. And I think the first one, you know, you can he's not putting his hand out. I can't see the first one should be given. You know, I don't think ball. he knew it was coming. No, I don't think it was coming. It wasn't. His hand, he wasn't looking at his hand, it dropped down and hit him. Um, the second one, I would usually expect the second incidents to get given, especially considering it, it bounces off one arm and then another. Yeah. Uh, but in a way, it's quite good that they're not, because at the same time, I don't think they were going out of their way to handle it or, or to get an advantage by it. Probably should have been a penalty, especially the second, I think it was the second incident he kind of his hand was out a bit his arm was out and it kind of bounced away off his arm I don't know what your view on them was well <clears throat> I'm not sure of the rule to be honest I, I know you mentioned how it is if your arm's in an unnatural position but if your arm is, is stopping the trajectory of the ball which in the, the first instance the header could have been going on target and well that, that could have been a goal so I think in that instance, although he knew nothing of it, I think it's still a penalty. Uh, I mean, I tell you what. See, I thought it used to be deliberate handball. Is if is, you know if it's deliberate handball, but it's, I mean mm-hmm. it's not anymore. I'll tell you what is a handball is a <laughs> is 
Um, what's his name? Uh, Flanagan. Is that sorry? Is that who? Is that who it was? Finnegan. Sorry, I'm going mad. I think I'm still drunk. Carl Finnegan for St Johnston stroke Diego Maradona. That's handball. Did you yeah. saw that? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. Jumping up and pretty much punching the ball in the net. I mean, that's handball. <laughs> so I mean, if and if the ball's going in and you know and you do a like Paul Hartley did at Parkhead last season, you know, you basically save. It. I mean, that's handball on a red card. You can see that. But I think they're giving far too much because you know your hands are there. I mean. You can't cut them off. So yeah, exactly, sometimes, yeah. yeah. Sometimes I think they're far too quick to give them. But they weren't given, and Rangers did get two penalties. In the terms of the penalties they got, the first one, I can see the arguments that it was harsh because he did get the ball, but he gets a hell of a lot of the man as well. So I think you can see why it would be a penalty. He's from behind as well. He's kind of doing that scissory type tackle they don't like. And um, although he gets through Naismith and again gets the ball, I think it's probably foul. I don't like the red card constant. I sometimes think that you know your team's got a penalty. It seems honestly, if it's not like a delib, if he is trying to tackle him and he happens to give a penalty, I think a red card is often a bit too harsh. Constantly, it kind of ruins the game a lot of the time. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, uh, the penalty itself is a punishment, but I don't know. I think it's a a deterrent to have have the red card there because well who's to say the penalty's going to be scored you just right, don't yeah, know but this is what I mean if someone's going one on one clean through and the referee can the problem is it's down to interpretation I suppose if the referee if he thinks the player hasn't tried to get well he's just went right I'm going to stop him you know no matter what um, so he's you know he's just basically clipped his heels on purpose so he's pulled you know he's grabbed him and just pulled his shirt back he's not trying to get the ball but I think you're deterring people from trying to tackle. And it's like, if there's two players going back and it's, you know, it's, it's the last man, we don't want him to constantly just go, right, I'm just going to let him run through and score because yeah. I'm not going to risk. Because obviously, giving away a penalty, I know you, I know what you're saying. There's no guarantee he's going to score. But if you are, if your team, if, it's, if Rangers are playing the old firm game and uh, Hooper is going through one-on-one and... Uh, Whoever's come across, I was going to say David Weir, but David Weir's not going to keep up with Gary Hooper. So <laughs> if, <laughs> if Bouguera's running behind him, are you going to think, right, Bouguera, just pull him down, give away the penalty, you'll be sent off and they'll have a penalty, but at least it won't be a goal. You're going to think, right, just cut your losses, just let him go through. Celtic are probably going to go one nil up, but at least we've got 11 against 11 and we've got the rest of the game to try and get it back. Whereas if he fouls them, it's probably still going to be one nil and you're a man down. Yeah, I'd... I'd... To be honest, I'm not a fan of the, the tactical fouling, especially with the, you see it all the time when there's a break and somebody's pulling somebody back yeah. and they just, they're just like accepting, yeah, I'm going to get a yellow card for this, but I'm going to blatantly grab the guy and just pull him back. I just, I think it's unfair, really. I think, I just wish that it would be stamped out our game. And the, the penalty incident. Yep, given a penalty, I can see why it was given. Yeah, which took it well. I didn't think the second one was a bit. I thought the second one was very soft. I had to watch it quite a few times, even during the, the live game when they showed they showed a number of replays. I still couldn't really work out what what the defender had done, and it was only when I was watching the BBC highlights online that, well, I can kind of see why the the I think it was the linesman that gave it. Why the linesman might might give it? I don't think it was a penalty. 
I mean, I know, I know they say that the bigger they are, the, the harder they fall, but I mean, how big is that centre back? He's about six, six, four, six, five. Six, I five, I think. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, it's the way his feet came away beneath him. It was, I, I don't want to use the word. is a big Jesse. If you're yeah, going down yeah. like that, you know, it's like Jesus. It wasn't natural the the fall, but maybe maybe the the push was enough to knock him off balance. It's, I don't know. I, I didn't think so. Thought I'd move on to the the other side of the the old firm. Yep. And look at the Celtic Dundee United game, mm-hmm. which finished five one. Surprisingly, I had went for a a three one to Celtic. Same as Scott and Laurie, you went for a 2-0. So although we both, all three of us got the the winner correct, we were nowhere near, I think, to, safe to say, nowhere near the correct scoreline. Yeah, I mean, I would have been surprised if anyone had predicted that Celtic would have won so comfortably against Dundee United. I think uh, a bit of a shock, United, even with their player losses, you know, they're well know they're a very good team with the very capable players. Even with Goodwillie now away, I think Johnny Russell is the next hope. I think I've, he's, I've been impressed with what I've seen him so far. So, um, obviously, he got his goal with a, a brilliant cross from Gary Kenneth. Pinpoint. Yeah. <laughs> did, you, did you watch the Was it the BBC highlights? you seen it? I did, I. Gary Kenneth seemed to be involved in every one of Dundee United's attacks. Did you spot that? Was that, was that just because everyone led from a set piece maybe afterwards? Well, well, I'm, I'm sure it must have been, but yeah, it's, I don't know, he seemed to be acting like a, a forward. I think he's Majid, Majid Bagheera or something. Roman yeah, I, well, he's, he's got that space to fill now in Scottish football. Oh, no, Marius Aliukas is doing his best to try that roaming up the park and I just, every time you see him get that glint in his eye and he thinks he's going to take everyone on. You saw him against Celtic, remember last season he tried it. Yes, yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> when you're the last man, you just you don't do things that. But anyway, um, yeah, from I mean, I, when the highlights, sometimes it's hard to tell because it showed all Celtic's goals and it showed a couple of missed chances. And sometimes it looked like, you know, United were dodgy at the back and Celtic were rampant. But as far as um, I heard and I read, United it kind of flattered Celtic a bit, I think. Apparently United played not too badly. Um, they had a couple of chances themselves, but Celtic just looked really good. Their movement and attack, I'm really impressed with the way they're hitting the ball around, and it's certainly um, certainly not doing them any harm in uh, my view of them being this year's champions. I certainly think Rangers have got a lot of work to do to to catch up with Celtic at the moment in terms of quality wise and the way the team's playing. Yeah, well, go, going on that, going on the highlights, I've seen as you say, it's, it's only five minutes or so, but. They could very easily be in another two, maybe three goals for Celtic. I think Chris Commons hit inside the post. Maloney had a wonderful run. He went by a couple of players inside the box. So, yeah, they very easily could have been eight, maybe, eight-one. <laughs> we'll put that next time. We'll put that yeah. as your prediction. Yeah. Um, the, the next game was one that I, I, I hear you, you actually went to. Uh, <laughs> actually went to aye I don't go yep. to games <laughs> no actually yeah I was, went to, yep. I was at Tynecastle um, I didn't think it was a, that great a game to be honest I didn't even think Hearts played very well t- to be honest I thought Aberdeen were very poor I maybe gave them a disservice I read back my post in the forum which was from the pub which is never a good idea uh, they 
the, the score almost flattered us a bit because Aberdeen had a few chances, which was usually us messing around with the ball too much. But they looked pretty poor all in all, and we didn't perform like we can. But we did enough. Danny Granger's crossing the box, set up the first goal, good finish, Novakova. Sutton, really glad he got his first goals. An easy tap-in, but you know, you've know you got to get into the You position. don't get any easier than that. Yeah, but I mean... You've got you've got to get into positions, and you know lots of strikers struggle to sc- look at Fernando Torres's goal ratio. So you getting in the positions is half the reason you have a striker there because mm-hmm. they they know where to go. So he got in there, stayed on side, easy tap in, but good first goal. And then the second one, I thought he finished it well, read the ball coming through quite well and finished. So just good to get the first win, three 0 maybe flat us slightly. I thought we didn't play well, but Aberdeen just looked really really poor. I thought. Yeah, but I think the, so. The final score was three 0 We had went for two 0 same as yourself, Laurie, and Scott had went for one 0 From what I seen, Aberdeen didn't—they didn't look too threatening in the highlights. But obviously, you were at the game, so you've seen the full ninety minutes. I thought five you looked good. Other than that, there, there wasn't really any pass marks on show uh, on the Aberdeen side, I should say. Uh, the Hearts, I think you've covered the, the goals pretty well. Sutton, yeah, I suppose that's his job really to be there for the tappings. But yeah, he would enjoy that. But yeah, good to get good to get the first win. And thank you. Remember, I did say two 0 but I started with four 0 if you remember, and I corrected it. So you tried lo- to cover all bases. <laughs> well, my logic is if I went two 0 and four 0 then surely the average of that is three 0 So I think really. I knew what the score was going to be, so I think I was actually quite uh, insightful with that. No, I, I decided that all your predictions <laughs> were null and void because you just tried to cheat. Okay. <laughs> so the the next game is St. Johnson against Dunfermline, which Dunfermline won 1-0, and St. Johnson went another game without scoring, which is something that I predicted... I went for a, a 2-0 victory for Dunfermline. Laurie, you were totally wrong. You went for a 2-1 victory for St. Johnson and Scott went for a 1-0 St. Johnson win. Yeah, um, yeah, I didn't <clears throat> I didn't see Dunfermline winning it, but as I said last week, I think what Dunfermline have on their side is they've got a goal-scoring striker in Andy Kirk, who... Whether he's playing well or the team's playing well, or the team's playing badly, and he's not done anything in the game, he can still grab a goal. And I think that's the type of player you really need if you want to stay in the league because there'll be lots of games where you're not really in the game. You're the other teams maybe attacking, or it's like that game. It seemed quite even, neither team really yeah. taking control of it. And the difference is if you've got a player who can just snatch a goal from somewhere or can get in the right position, then that's the difference between winning and losing a game. And Andy Kirk's brilliant at that. He gets in the right positions and he finishes like with John Sutton's position for the game. People might say, oh, it was a tap-in. Well, why don't we see every striker scoring two or three of these tap-ins every week then? Because they're not in that position to do it. So, yeah, um, I don't know if Diego Mar... I mean, sorry. <laughs> Carl Finnegan is the answer for St. Johnston. Um, Sandaza, I think, will do well. I, I don't think he's. you can doubt that he's got good quality. And maybe if he'd had his way in was able to take the penalty. Yeah, a bit of of confusion there as he was looking across the bench to try and sort things out. I think that, well, I suppose you could say he won the penalty uh, because it was him that was fouled. So 
that's only fair, really, I think. I think, I don't, I disagree with that. I think if you have, penalty takers should be decided beforehand. There should be a main penalty taker in terms of, I presume, in training and in games, they know who's the best at taking penalties. And whoever is the main penalty taker will take a penalty no matter what. I don't think you should start chopping and changing and and then it causes a bit of a rift. It should be, no, flat out, he's a penalty taker. And if maybe he's missed a couple, then before the game, that should be set out. The manager say, like, look, you missed penalties in the last two games, so mm-hmm. whoever was second penalty choice taker, right, he's going to be taking penalties if we get one today. Because otherwise you get in this position and it, it's heated enough and it's, it's enough pressure with the penalty anyway without thinking, right, I've just said I'm going to take this. Now I can't yeah. miss because if I miss, they're going to say, you, you said you wanted to take it and you go and sky over the bar. you know. And Plus, if you've just been fouled, maybe you've taken a little knock, maybe you're heated, you know, it could have been a foul and you're not happy and the blood's, blood's going to the head, you know, blood, rush of the blood to the head. So I think, you no, know, penalty takers decided before, that's who takes it. It doesn't matter who, who won the penalty or whatever. Good win for Dunfermline, though. It's good to get the points on the board early on. I think everyone knows that if you get caught adrift at the bottom, it's a lot harder, like with Hamilton last season, to chase. If you have a dip in form, at least if you've got some points on the board, then you've got a bit of a kind of fallback. So They've done well. A good start to the season, to be honest. It's not too exciting, but but yeah, five points on the board, that's, that's decent. Teams like Aberdeen, Inverness and Johnson would, would love for that start. So yeah, I think St. Johnson and Aberdeen, real problems up front. But a lot of the time it's confidence, you know, when they get the first goal, they might it might start flowing. But we know St. Johnson had the same problem last season, so yeah, yep. problem to be addressed there. Um, the next game on the Saturday was at St. Mirren Park, I believe, which was St. Mirren Motherwell, yep. two of the good footballing teams. And I went 2-2 in that game, so uh, again, nowhere near. Uh, I, I think we all went 2-2. Oh yeah, we did, so we were all rubbish. Saw the highlights. Again, it looked a very open, even game, I thought, from the highlights. Both teams had chances and just a, a, another really good free kick. Although I never think the keeper should get beaten at the post that he's covering with these free kicks. But I think he, I think yeah, Samson was actually very poor at that free kick because, as you say, that's, that's his side. Yeah, you're going to have to have it in the back of your mind that there's a chance that the attacker's going to dip it over the wall. But no, deal with your own side first. And when you watch it back, he, he moved to the side uh, as Haitley was running up, really. Yeah. And it's, I just think it was he let himself down because he'd done very well throughout the whole game. Yeah, because he got a full dive at it as well and still couldn't reach it. So that shows that his position wasn't right. He shouldn't have been right in the middle. Because if you go in the middle of the goal, then you open up both sides. At least the wall covers that side. And if the guy gets up and over the wall and in the top corner, then well, what can you do, you know? But if you exactly. leave if you leave the other side open, it's too easy, you know, you know, because you, you don't have to beat the wall or the keeper. You're just... And, you know, if you've got a good free kick taker, he can find that corner. So, uh, good for Motherwell, though. I thought they looked like they had a good a good support with them behind the goal. So, uh, good to see um, both teams playing good football again. So, I, I'm impressed with both of them. Good advert, I think, for the SPL. Yeah, definitely. And, well, following this entire round of fixtures, Motherwell's still sitting top, which yep. is something I don't think many would have predicted after four games. Indeed. So the big, uh, the first title clash of the season next week, Motherwell Rangers, I believe. So I uh, wonder if that'll go a long way to deciding the destination of the SPL trophy. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> well, well, if McCoy loses, then his, his job will be up, definitely. 
Uh, or so so everyone seems to suggest. I don't think Rangers can afford to pay compensation to people, can they? Oh, oh no, 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 no. I don't. I, I don't think it'd be sensible. No, I was just just commenting that because there's been a few people calling for his head already. No, no surprise there. But I think anyone, yeah. McCoy, so no more than anyone. If you manage the old firm, any defeat is a bad defeat, pretty much, and anything less than first place is a disaster. So, yeah, yeah, I think he's got to do it. Finally, um, quickly move on to the last game. You know, didn't want to have to mention it, but uh, uh, Tibbs were <laughs> a resounding defeat for Hibs today at Rugby Park. Um, I saw our previous guest. Fraser was um, cheesing, as they say on Twitter about it, as Kilmarnock yep. tore the Hybies a new one. And, <laughs> and I listened to the game on the radio and it sounded like Hibs were just all over the place, pretty much, which doesn't really go with um, with the other week. You know, They seemed to have played pretty well against Inverness. And I put down 2-1, so I was too kind to Hibs. I thought they'd done... But I, I think, did I, did, did I... I got the result right in... You... Yeah, you went you went two one Kilmarnock win. I went nil nil, and Scott went one nil to Hibs. <laughs> and although Scott was he was starting to get specific, he, he mentioned it was going to be an O'Connor goal, and he, he tried to to work it out. And I think he said it was going to be a right footed goal. But I think he got the 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 wing where he cut in from incorrect but we'll, we'll give him that because he got the right footed goal you'll, for Connor you'll give him that even though he got the result wrong and the team he thought would win got absolutely humped <laughs> you're giving him that he got a goal scorer and he got a foot right so yeah I'll give him that <laughs> right, well you're too, you're too kind in my book but no Kelly sounded like they played really well it's good for Kenny Shields to get his first win um you know he's been waiting a while he was on Jim Jeffrey's form, I think. That's just the last time he won an SPL game. Oh yeah, I heard that. I think I don't think he's won an SPL game. No, he hadn't. Though. He hadn't before today. But obviously, he was only in charge for the eight games last season. I think it was something like that. So it would only been about what eleven games, but only eleven games, I say. Well, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so it's good to get off his back. They sound like they played really well. A bizarre miss apparently by Heffernan at four ones. It could easily have been more, and it just oh, it was it was a very simple simple goal, a six yard line, and instead of instead of just tapping it in, instead of letting the ball hit his foot and go in, he tried to actually hit a shot, and it ended up bouncing off the bar. And yeah, that would have been for his hat trick as well. Indeed, but yeah, good for that again. A new striker always good to get the goals coming in early, so he'll be delighted at that. And Hibbs will, as they say, have to pick themselves up, uh, pick themselves up and dust themselves off, and hopefully recover. But hopefully not in time for them um, certain derby come the end of the month. And we've well, Hearts have got to go to Rugby Park first of all next weekend. I tell you, I won't be overly confident about that, especially following a European game. As I read in the, the paper the other week that non SPA, non sorry, non old firm teams in the last. Um, it was either the last two or three, I think the last three seasons, including this one, out of 14 games which came in the SPL after a European tie, they've only won two. And one of those was Hebs beating Motherwell, who had also been in Europe. So maybe... Right. So you pretty much lose if you're not the old firm and you've been in Europe in the week, so or draw. So I won't be overly confident at Rugby Park, especially with Achille are playing, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. 
one positive is the fact that you're at home, you've not got the travel. Although it is only down to London, but you just, you've not got the, the hassle of that. So in, in last week's podcast, we, we had a look at the Europa League playoff draw and we talked through each of the matches, but I don't think we actually made a prediction for the scoreline, which going in previous podcasts we're not very good at, but I thought it'd be, it'd be interesting to at least have a stab at it. Yep, definitely. So for the Maribor versus Rangers game, I thought I would show no bias at all and go for a 2-1 win to Rangers away from home. But we're bad enough at predicting scores between two teams and we know both teams well. You know, yeah. <laughs> uh, away from home, I think they're better than maybe people have maybe given them credit for. Although it's not the most res- respected league in the world. Ours isn't either, and they are champions. I think 1-1. I think Rangers probably have, are, have a better team on paper. I think it's a game they could win, but I don't think they'll need to, and I think they'll, a draw will probably not do them too badly. 1-1. Are you sure? Because you, know, you, you no, do like I'm, to change. I'm never sure, but, you know, <laughs> if I was sure, then I'd make lots of money and go down to bookies, but... With, with my record, I can't afford to be sure. 1-1. One, one. What the heck? 1-1. One, one. Yeah, uh, I've seen that the, the game's like, once again on Premier Sports. But uh, no interest to in me. I'll be uh, I'll be at the big game. I don't want to watch wee teams like Rangers. Big <laughs> be, game. I'll be... So you, you'll be at the big game. That leads us on to the big game. Celtic versus... I knew you were going to say that. FCC <laughs> on... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I am predicting a 3-0 victory for Celtic. Yeah, I think Celtic will have this one in the bag. Uh, the Swiss again, I don't think they're as bad as maybe some people would think. You know, you have a team from Switzerland who finished fourth automatically. I don't think they'll be great. I think, yeah, comfortable for Celtic. I'll go 3-0 as well. Didn't like to be a copycat, but yeah, comfortable. I don't think it'll be an absolute demolition but they looked good they look good just now with Celtic Celtic Park they're always strong especially in Europe so they'll do the job they'll know what Celtic travel like as well so they'll be out there to get the tie done and dusted first leg because Celtic don't travel that well in Europe so yeah 3-0 I noticed that the the game isn't on TV which is a a tactic that I know that the Rangers have used previously in an effort to drive up ticket sales and well in, in the it'll help the team on the pitch. Uh, more more crowd there to to cheer them on. So Undoubtedly. I mean it's yeah, I can't I can't see any real issue and it. it's it's disappointing for the fans like myself who are maybe wanting to go to the pub to watch it, but fair play to them. Yep. I mean, yep, it's a good it's a good way to do it. To have uh to increase attendances, I think it showed in about I think it was o two o three. We had two seasons where the BBC had the TV rights, and I think it was noticeable that um, <laughs> people stopped going to games because council telly had the football on, so you didn't need to go. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. Well, speaking but, uh, speaking about council telly, see, you keep feeding me these lines to link in. It's all it's all premeditated, you know. Hi, the script. Back to the script. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, t- speaking about council telly, ITV4 are showing the. Well, you you called it the big game, 
Hearts versus Spurs. It's not. It wasn't just tongue in cheek. Come on, out of the three <laughs> games, it is. You've got to give me this once. For once, the Hearts game, and compared to the Old Firm games, is the big game. Oh, de- definitely, definitely. Uh, I don't get yeah. to say it much without uh, <laughs> without my tongue firmly in cheek. So, <laughs> for once, Hearts will uh, have the focus of the nation, including including the, the south of the border. Everyone will be glued to their telly sets. Telly sets? <laughs> I don't know what that is. I don't know what a that telly is. telly set. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it, you know, it does definitely deserve to be uh, billed as battle of, the Battle of Britain, if you like. Hearts against Spurs. I'm going to have to disappoint you and go for a, a Spurs victory in this one. What? Yeah. Crazy. I know that they've they had their game postponed, so they've not had any competitive play. But yeah, I'm going to go for two-one to Spurs. That's quite generous, I suppose, considering we're playing a team who, who are, last European game was against Real Madrid in the quarterfinals of the Champions League. <laughs> I'm sure they beat both Milan teams as well. Yeah, they <laughs> they won in the San Siro and hammered into Milan, and um, so yeah. I don't know what team they'll play now. I think the postponement of the weekend actually, personally, I think might work against us because now they want to, they want a lot of their players to get a competitive run out before the Man United game. I think they might play more bigger players now because this is this is their first game of the season, so we might see more big names. Than I thought this all like the game all depends on the Spurs team. Spurs go absolute. If Spurs go full strength, which I don't think they will go full full strength. We've we've got no chance basically. <laughs> um, if Redknapp sticks to what he initially said and said he's going to play reserves completely, then suddenly the, it changes. So it depends completely on the team. But I'm going to be optimistic because I have to be because I've got my marine specs on, and I think I think it's going to be more open. I think we're going to be it's a full house. It's going to be absolutely bouncing at Tyne Castle. Um, Hearts players are going to be up for it like you wouldn't believe so even though we've got a few players out I think they'll be well up for it I think we'll score against them unfortunately I think they'll score against us as well I'm going to go 2-2 2-2 right I think Spurs won't they'll know they'll have the home leg cushion so I don't think they're going to go out to dismantle oh god I'm touch wood (laughs) (laughs) famous last words so I think we'll put a good fight and this is me being very optimistic 2-2 um and we'll lose quite comfortably at White Hart Lane in the second leg, but 2-2. Two, two. Right, that's it, recorded. Yep. Uh, I thought the the SPL games at the weekend, wonder if you wanted to give a, a, a stab at those ones. Again, we've not done very well previously, but it's, it's a good laugh. Yep. So I'll go first with the Aberdeen versus Inverness <clears throat> game. Yep. And I'm going to go on on their previous form and say that Aberdeen aren't going to score and Inverness are a similar level of poorness so (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go for a nil-nil draw because well you mentioned was it last week that Paul Band had a system and you mentioned that he must have a system because he does so well in the predictor well he said on the forum that he knows that there's always a nil-nil. And so I'm going to take that on and I'm going to choose nil-nil. Well, 
I'm going to say what I said last week, and you kind of come back with your yep. excuse this this week. I know. Was I there know. a nil-nil this weekend? <laughs> yep, yep. I, I spotted that one because <laughs> I predicted the <laughs> And you kind of say there was the only one. There was a full card, a full fixture card this week, so you kind of... No, yep. it's, I think your reasoning is pretty <clears throat> spot on about the game. Neither side are looking great in front of goal. I've, I've start, I was going to put nil-nil, but I can see a team sneaking it, and I think Aberdeen look look of the look like they could be getting nervous, and I think Inverness. I think they could take advantage of that. I'm going to put down one nil Inverness. I think Aberdeen look like they, they could be nervous. Might I think it might go one nil either way, but I'm going to put Inverness. I think maybe to sneak it, take advantage of Aberdeen. Still after that, the pressure with Aberdeen, the Petardry crowd aren't kind to them really when they're not going when things aren't going yeah. well so I think that could tell for them if it was Inverness I might go the other way around to be honest but yeah 1-0 Inverness right okay and uh, the next game up is Dundee United versus Stubfermon and I'm going to go I'm going to go foolishly on based I'm going to I'm going to go for the safe option I'm going to choose Dundee United uh, Dunfermline have not really not really impressed me so far this season yeah, Dundee United, and I'm going to go for 2-0. I've went the same deficit, but I've went 3-1. I think United at home uh, look strong. They created a few chances against Celtic, even though where they were quite soundly beaten in the end. And Dunfermline looked pretty shaky at the back when I saw them against Inverness, although they got a clean sheet against St Johnston. But let's be honest, who doesn't get a clean sheet against St Johnston? Uh, <laughs> sorry, Frugal, if he's listening to that. So I went 3-1. I think United maybe looks, they looked pretty dodgy at the back against Celtic, which undone a lot of good work. They put the other side of yeah. the park. Johnny Russell looks like he could well fill the um, the boots of a certain departing Mr. Goodwillie. So look, hopefully he'll continue to improve from a Scotland point of view. It's always good to have good strikers coming through. So 3-1. Mm-hmm. Andy Kirk yeah. Andy Kirk scored for Dunfermline, if we're going to be specific, with his, with his right foot from six yards, a tap-in from a low cross. <laughs> that one's okay. We're not going to do that anymore. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> don't bother. And the next game's Hibs against St Mirren. Hibs, uh, they're at home, so I'm tempted to sway towards them. But St Mirren is very, very impressive so far. Oh, don't know, don't know. I'm in two minds about this, Laurie. Do you want to go first? You can make your prediction, and I'll just copy you. Is it horse again? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have. Oh, there's my voice going. That's the Jockey Scott songs really coming back to haunt me now. Hibs, um, <clears throat> uh, St. Men. I've just put 1 1. Hibs will be smarting, as they say, after today. Um, they still look, they seem a bit more dangerous going forward because of O'Connor. So I think they'll get a goal, but St. Men look dangerous as well. I'd like to think that St. Men could sneak it, but. Uh, <laughs> Um, and they may well do, but I'm going to go one-one. Uh, I think I'm, I've, I've weighed it all up, and I think I'm going to go two-one to Hibs. I think St Mirren. I think they have impressed, but I think maybe the the honeymoon period's over. So yeah, two-one to Hibs. On the the Sunday, the first game and the the live game on TV. Can't remember what channel it's on. Maybe it'll be ESPN. I think. It won't be cancelled uh, telly, I know that. It's definitely not cancelled telly, no. It's Motherwell versus Rangers. 
the top of the table versus the the champions. So it should be a good game. League decider. A league decider already on the 21st of August. <laughs> I think Rangers do have the, the midweek travel and Sunday does give a, a couple of days to readjust, but hmm, I'm going to go for a 1-1 a draw. Mm, um, well, Craig, that's quite uh, pessimistic. Do you drop your... Your blue glasses when you're. <laughs> I, I, I try to. to be I, I'm only I'm only messing. Um, I went. Th- I think I think it's going to be a really good game, which inevitably be judging by our predictions means it's going to be rubbish. But <laughs> I'm going to say I think it'll be a good game. I've went three two Rangers. I think it'll be really open, and I think Motherwell are going to give them a fright from the start, and possibly go in front. But I think it could be the turning point. I think. Could be a turning point for McCoyce in terms of showing a lot of grit and determination and being able to do what the old firm do best. Um, I'll get a dodgy penalty in the last minute to win the game. Uh, no, do what they do best in terms of getting a win from a game that they could quite easily lose and it's end to end. And um, I think they'll I think they'll win three two and an entertaining fixture. The next game up is Kilmarnock versus Hearts. Are you uh, next game up? Okay. I thought we were going in the order that they came in on the predictor, but... Oh, sorry. Sorry. But what one do you want to go with? The Celtic St. Johnson? Six and a half a dozen, really. Just whatever. Okay. (laughs) First game up is Celtic versus St. Johnson. Look, it's like the classifieds. You know, they do it in order. I get confused if they change it. (laughs) Right. St. Johnson aren't going to score. There's no point in kidding anyone on. They're not going to score. So I'm going to go for 3-0 Celtic. Um, yep, you're probably right, unfortunately. But you know what football is like. You never know. I've went 4-0 Celtic. I think they look rampant just now. Um, St. Johnson are solid generally, but I think Celtic, Parkhead, they look really good at the moment, moving the ball around well, finishing brilliantly. If they put five past a team like Dundee United... Wouldn't be surprised if it was four past St. Johnston, so mm-hmm. I'm going to go Celtic four, St. Johnston nil. And uh, the final game is Kilmarnock versus Hearts. I don't know. I think the Hearts playing in Europe has to hinder them, although they, they don't have their away trip down to Riot Central. I think they will suffer. Kilmarnock, I think they would give them a game even if they didn't have the European midweek tie. So I'm going to go for 2-0 to Kilmarnock. Hi. Um, <laughs> I should really put down a Kilmarnock win, but I'm blinkered by my maroon-tinted maroon spectacles today. So if we can draw with Spurs, we can surely draw with Kilmarnock. No disrespect. But <laughs> no, it, it, we're usually pretty rubbish away from home. Um, although last season we had a good sp- spell, but in general, Rugby Park in the years has been a hard place for us to go. European game in the week, as I said earlier, with those stats, teams outside Old Firm don't handle it well. But my head says 1-0 Kilmarnock, and my heart says 1-1. Christ, it's not exactly optimistic, is it? Is this is this you just trying to cover every base? Pretty much, I. Again, <laughs> I'm, Scott won't appreciate this. But um, I'm going to go I'm gonna go 1-1. Because I'm a Hearts right. fan, so I go with my heart. Right. 
as you eat it, yeah. Right, 1-1. One, one. That is correct. So that's, that's all the game's covered. It is indeed. And that, that brings us to the, the end of the podcast. It does. Um, you might want to mention to anyone listening, if they um, haven't done already, that they can join up on the predictor. It is uh, isn't just us who make predictions. There are people who are actually good at it. Uh, so you can join up at the website, scottishfootballforums.co.uk. Just go click predictor, um, sign up, it's free, and there's £20 monthly prize. And um, there, I believe there's a £100 prize at the end of the season. It is, it's a £100 top prize, yeah. So there you go. And, and when you're up against folk like me and Craig, you know, you're bound to be in with a shot. So so there you go. And I think uh, I looked at the, the table, and I think our... Forum, one of our main forum members, Aberdeen fan JB, has uh, pushed up to third place. So he's looking like he's uh, he's in the Europa League place just now. So he's doing all right. But if we if we look quite far down the list, we maybe find you sitting in uh, thirteen points, whereas the leaders on twenty one. If we go even further down the list, then I'm on eleven points, which is joint sixty second place. Right, I think I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be in a competition against you then, so I'm winning that. So it's it's, it's pretty poor. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> could be worst. So we'll just so yeah. If you've not done so already, then get on there, join up, and if you fancy, get on the forum and um, gloat about how much better you are at predicting than us two. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, it wouldn't be very difficult to get better than me. Wouldn't be hard. Yeah, so that brings us to the, the end of the podcast. I, I'm looking forward to next week to, to find out what the lookalikes are. Yep, so remember, yep, if you, again, if you're listening, get your lookalikes in. If you provide pictures, that's even better, but obviously we can't we can't show them on the podcast, but we'll certainly, we'll certainly give you a shout out if you come up with any good ones. Right, and thanks a lot again, and I'll see you next week. See you guys.